Have we started? Phil, have you got Jump Puma pants penis. on as well as a Puma t-shirt? I do, actually, yeah. Got Puma, How do you know that? You've got Puma <laughs> pants. Puma pants? <laughs> Puma pants. <laughs> Puma pants. I, I, did, I did get a joke at first. I was like, oh, I have actually. <laughs> How did you know? Ah, I do now. Thanks, Tommy. To my left, 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 left. No, not there, Phil. That's right. Hello and welcome to To My Left Insert Topic Episode 16, guys. Well done, guys. My name's Jonesy and I'm joined today by, well, my intro's today. I've got a theme and the theme is the Queen because the Queen's not very well. So they're all songs by Queen. I'm joined today by my crazy little thing called love, Tommy. Yes. Great one. I like that. I've also joined Hello. by recently engaged, so another one bites the dust, Apples. Hey, hey, oh, hey! Nice. How have you done there? Unfortunately, we haven't got Mig, so the show must go on. Yay! He's here all week. And we're joined especially by our radio Gaga, but also a bohemian <laughs> dog race to Pete. <laughs> Big Phil! <laughs> <laughs> That was a stretch, but it got there in the end. <laughs> anyway, this is episode 15, and it's Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year. So Happy we've, just, we've decided to review 2016. So we've got five categories coming up. We've got Enemy of the Year. Hero of the Year, Film of the Year, TV Program of the Year, and the Martin McCutcheon Moment of the Year. Why can't you say year? I do say year. 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 So you're angry. Oh, and also, <laughs> finally, the death of the year. Ooh. Well, I need more clarification of that. Well, what, like... <laughs> what, like... is it in the manner in which they went, or is it in the yeah. The person. <laughs> it can be anything you like, to be fair. But seeming I had a colonic, it was the death of my anal virginity, if the truth be told. <laughs> That's not going to be in the That went ages. Yeah, the colonic. Uh, <laughs> are you kidding? First of all, what are we drinking, guys? Yes. I I showed it to the camera. <laughs> no, I, was, I was trying to read it. I'm drinking. <laughs> Daudadam, gluten-free lager beer. The world's most awarded winning gluten-free lager. Ooh. What accent are you going for there? I don't know, whatever Daudadam's from. <laughs> it's Spanish. It's, it's it, Australian. It is actually Spanish. Oh, yeah, fuck me. Que pasa? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. Offensive accent number one. Yep. Tick. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, the bell is back. I managed to fix it after the discussion about Big Phil's funeral. It's back for the dead. The bell's back. So we're back. Phil, what are you drinking, mate? Uh, I'm drinking uh, Hobgoblin. Uh, Ruby, Ruby beer. Ruby beer is very nice. It's a classic. 
exciting stuff. Tommy? <laughs> uh, I'm having a Whitstable Bay Pale Ale. It's delicious. Oh, Highly I almost recommended. Like you finished it, to be fair. Oh, you poured it yeah, into I've a glass. Oh, <laughs> you classy bugger, you. But I'm on the Captain Morgan. You know coat, it. But the coat's quite Ooh. black because I opened it around Christmas Day. <laughs> it's not really not going off quite black. Nice. <laughs> I, might, I might mix some uh, Benelline cough syrup with me. Uh... Oh, have you got a bit of a cough, pal? Oh. <laughs> I just cleared up now, but the line might be funky. Just... You just quite like the making a cockram tail. Cockram tail. Anyway, so the first topic of today is enemy of the year. To my left, apples. Oh wow! What? Uh, okay. <laughs> enemy of the year. Shit. So many to choose from. Where would I start? It's almost if someone just put me right in it. But being well prepared. <laughs> That I am not. I don't know. <laughs> Generally, don't know. Some, does anyone know? I, I need to think about this. Yeah, I'll go. Go on, Tommy. I got an easy one. Um, my enemy of the year is the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper himself. He's had a very busy year. He's been working overtime. He's been taking out the wheat and the chaff. So yeah, my enemy of the year is the Grim Reaper, the motherfucker. Is that the Grim Reaper from Last Action Hero or the Grim Reaper from Bill and Ted? <laughs> the Bill and Ted one. <laughs> oh, what is you? I know, he's a nice guy. He was just doing his the job. Yeah. Shit about ships, though. Yeah. <laughs> James is very narky today, isn't he? Anybody know this? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to my left, insert enemy, Phil. Um... Well, the obvious candidate is Donald Trump for all of his lies. But I like to go a little bit closer to home and go for Neil Warnock. He's still a prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Adds like, to me. That just makes me angry. I look at him, I just feel so much anger. What a twat. <laughs> is he good? Like, I'm not, I don't wish death on anybody, but let's see what you got, 2017. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving around yesterday, and who's he managing at the moment? They were playing. I've, they were playing Villa, I think, because I was listening to it yeah. on the radio. And uh, the Birmingham comment, the Birmingham WN commentator was just saying that Warnock was getting more and more irate and more and more purple, and that he was literally telling his players to like target that. Is it Jack Gree something Greenish? Yeah. And they were just kicking him up in the air. But it was quite funny that how biased the like the Brummy commentators were against Neil Warnock and his tactics and stuff. But he's a nasty piece of work from the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. horrible. Cool, cool, cool. So Neil Warnock, the, the Grim Reaper and Neil Warnock. This is turning into quite a list. It's close. Can anybody predict what Migs would be? I reckon it's going to be something like someone who leaves a coffee cup in the wrong place at work or something really <laughs> stupid like that. Very personal oh, to him, I'd have Jeff thought. Yeah. Jeff from work, yeah, bastard. Jeff from work. <laughs> or Jen, cup. potentially just Jen. Yeah, yeah. Just Jen, yeah. Right, so, so Mig's nomination is Jen. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. All right, cool. I wonder who's going to win. Apples, to my left. Oh, come, insert enemy. Yeah, sorry. So it's got to be Simon Cow. Um, I think... Yeah. For all the time that this last X Factor 
Honey G was a complete joke act and no one took seriously, but some people backed because it pissed off Simon Cow. Simon Cow decided to like it, sign her up, and I think her album came in at like 124 or some shit. But that guy's an absolute cock. He literally saw the tiniest little amount to fucking squeeze an extra couple of pennies out of X Factor and went for it and it blew up in his face. But he's just a cock, isn't he? Like, he's a cock every year, so surely he's got to win it sooner or later. Uh, I was thinking, though, about him, about Simon Cowell, that I used to kind of, he was always, he's always been a dick, but he's always, you sometimes back in the day, you'd watch it, you'd hear what he'd say and you'd be like, fair enough, he kind of knows what he's talking about. Yeah. He's he's been he's suddenly got really weirdly nice in the last few series yeah. and he's and he hasn't uh, backed a winner in ages as far as I can tell. No. Yeah. I, is I that show still going on? Like seriously, is that show still going on? Like what the fuck? That's one thing it. that needs to end. Talent shows. They need to just. They had a spate of them in the 80s and then they died out until Pop, Fight, Pop Idol started again. Like, Pop Fire. <laughs> Pop Fire, Pop Idol or whatever. There's a new one, isn't there? On BBC. Yeah. Gary Barlow. Didn't Gary Barlow do X? I don't really watch, watch him. But... Yeah, he yeah, did. he did. Okay. But I, just... <laughs> I love the little disclaimer there. Didn't Gary Barlow do it? I never watched it, by the way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. what. It... The grapevine, didn't I? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it just needs to die. All, like, and Britain's got talent. That needs to die as well. Just It's done now. We found all the talented singers and weirdos. Like, We're done. We've completed them. We've completed yeah. it. Well, you do, you've got to get to a point where you saturate the market. About thousands of people. Like, There's not that many good singers. I don't know. I, I don't know any good singers in my... Well, that's why they're taking on younger and younger. Because they used to not take anyone under 18. And yeah, now yeah. they like someone won it last year. He was yeah, like seventeen, yeah. wasn't she? Sixteen, yeah. seventeen. So th- I think that's because literally, like you say, they've run out of contestants, so they're having to open it up. Plus, Apple's hasn't won it yet. Well, <laughs> my enemy of the year. It's a close run thing, but in second place is Jonathan Pierce for not mentioning the Bristol City players in the England team during the European Championships. Oh, yeah. That was shocking. Oh, what's yeah. an shocking Sorry, behavior. Appreciate appreciate you having my back there, Jonesy. You know yeah, what I mean. Perhaps, perhaps, it, perhaps if he did big him up a little bit more, they wouldn't have lost how many in a row now? Uh, Six. That was a roundabout oh, way to bring they, that up. Yeah. There's the gloved punch there. Um, Something hit. Boom. In comes the. You know, fifty percent of this podcast are City fans, so you know, <laughs> leave us out of it. <laughs> That's what they call um, a segue up. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it's six in a row. It was looking quite dire at the moment. We even were 2 0 up and lost 3 2 to Reading. Oh, yeah, that was so bad. Last 18 minutes. Although, have you looked at the possession stats on that game, Tommy? We had 28% possession to what, Fine. 72. Yeah. Leicester so, City won the league on less. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. It's pretty dire. Considering our manager wants to play tippy tappy football to only have twenty eight percent. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, you want to do yeah. is do like what the other BCFC does: is get a really good young manager and then just sack him and put in some clown well, who doesn't know what he's doing. I'm sort of hoping that we sack our manager and get Gary Rowett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Will yeah. he drop that low though? Huh? Will he drop down? I think you'll find that our average attendance this season is actually higher than Birmingham. I looked it up the other day. 
That's so it. we're obviously He's a big, the stat man. <laughs> obviously a bigger. We're obviously a bigger club than you. But I'm <laughs> just saying. Interesting week then, Phil. Oh uh, yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Christmas. I've been really busy, but I've also had a lot of time off from work. <laughs> well, my my, my enemy of the year. It has to be Donald Trump. There can't be anybody else. This could be the worst decision anyone's made in about seventy years, and the people he keeps putting in place. Or the best is absolutely fucking crazy. Like, there's, like, climate deniers in charge of environment. There's just what he's piddling about with Russia and and now the West Bank and all that kind of stuff is just so fucking scary. And what are we reporting? We're reporting to see if some X Factor winners are going to sing at the inauguration instead of actually some of the shit he's pulling, pulling out at the moment. It's just fucking daft bollock shit. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go for Donald Trump. So change is good. <laughs> what changes evolution, Jonesy? Jonesy seems Jonesy seems more profound than us. I don't think anyone denies climate. Huh? I think it's the climate <laughs> change that they're denying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no climate. Is a word. <laughs> so oh, there is no such thing as climate. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, <laughs> the nominations are the Grim Reaper, Donald Trump. I can't read my own handwriting here. What was yours? Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. Neil Warnock. What was yours? Apples. Simon Cow or Jen. Jen. Ah. Yes. So who votes for Jen? Yeah, I'll vote for Jen. Oh, go on, then I'll vote for Jen. Oh, Jen's got it then, pretty much, isn't she? Oh, no. Have you voted? Miguel still gets a vote. Miguel will probably vote for Jen. Mm. <laughs> no, he doesn't get to, can't vote for your own one, can you? Okay, who votes for Donald I'm Trump? Uh, I'll vote Trump. Who votes for the Grim Reaper? Apples is voting visually on an audio podcast again. So that means that the enemy of the year is Jen Mackay. Batsman in. Yay. Pretty awkward that Mig's nominated her. Yeah, pretty yeah. awkward. Pretty awkward. Yeah. Come so, on, Mig. So there's Jen walking into the room past Pikachu, past Apples, or Apple, sorry, past the whole of the IOC, <laughs> past Cristiano Ronaldo, past football fans and hooligans. Past Big Phil, past Mig, past Neil Warnock, past me, and then sits on the throne as the enemy of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, two thousand. How has Donald Trump still now. not made it in? I know, yeah, it's unbelievable. Isn't it? <laughs> Donald built, Trump and Boris Johnson. It's as if we built a wall which you can't get over, <laughs> and we yeah. made him pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of satire. Yeah. Satire. Satire. <laughs> anyway, I can't believe that, in, that, that, that satire has continued this long. It's not yeah. even fun. Well, not even fun. The next subject for the review of the year podcast is the hero of the year. So, to my left, insert hero, Tommy. Um, right, I tend to steer clear of sport, it gets too serious, but my hero of the podcast. <laughs> It's not going to get Jonesy's vote because it's an Australian man. Uh, but it's Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones has 
turns a team that couldn't even get to the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup into the second best rugby team in the world. Um, and, you know, like they say about managers not or coaches not making the difference, it's all about the players. He clearly has made a huge difference. I know a lot of players have stepped up and um, like players like Itoji have come to maturity and stuff like that. But he's made such an impact. Legend. He's just got them doing the simple things really, really well. And like that's something that an England team hasn't done since 2003. Like just, I remember a few years after we won the World Cup, I couldn't, I could barely watch England because we were just throwing away lineouts, we're giving away stupid penalties, and we've been doing that for quite a long time. And then yeah, but he's just got back to that. Just do the simple things right. It's not that complicated a sport if you can do the basics well but yeah. eat the ball when you've got it yeah yeah skill get it to the skillful players yeah you're right so god if jonesy says andy murray by the way i'm gonna slap him oh. <laughs> 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 anyway. you know you said that out loud yeah yeah <laughs> i you were talking out loud with intent <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna put your hand through the webcam yeah. no he has done he's done he's, well, has it also shown how shit the other guy was uh the guy that now talking about joining leicester whose name escapes me now yeah he, Stuart lancaster um Stuart lancaster yeah i think he was just he wasn't terrible i think he was just average okay you know what I mean? Like, I think he laid. Just... Even Eddie Jones has acknowledged that he laid quite a lot of groundwork. You know, he didn't go in there in a total mess. They were they were fairly well organised when Eddie Jones went in there. Uh, and it's helped having Saracens turning into like super team. Yeah. Pardon, what was that? I mean, you can have groundwork all you like, but you've got to peak for your own World Cup. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and he probably got that wrong. To be fair, but he had four years to do it, and he fucked it up. I think rugby, as much as anything, goes in cycles, doesn't it? And you got, yeah, you're right. You got a peak at the World Cup. Maybe they've peaked a year too soon. Maybe if Lancaster had been around, it still would have been similar. I guess I don't know. But picking Burgess, yeah, that was a ridiculous thing to do. And I worry about, you know, Stuart Lancaster and what the England Creek team would be with Peter Moores. And don't get me wrong, I know no one gives a shit about England football now because it's rubbish. But the rugby and the cricket have both hired the apprentice and put him in. And it hasn't worked in the slightest. So I can't see us. I think Southgate will be an absolute mess of an England team in 2017. Yeah. I don't. I don't even think we'll qualify. I think it'll be. There's genuinely no. There's genuinely no one else though. That's the problem, isn't there? There's just no good candidates. And I think Allardyce was the last one. Eddie Howe. I think there is Eddie Howe. I said it all along. I, I the thing with Southgate genuinely, and of course he'll qualify. He'll qualify easily, and that'll be the same problem. And it'll be the same shit, like, oh, we'll probably quarter finals and we won't because we'll be fucking dross. And then and then they'll say, oh, well, look what's happened. It's not a fucking think, shock. He was a I terrible think, coach manager, let alone fucking national manager. Jesus Christ. There's a um, there's a problem with the England team, though, is the the fear. We, we, we play with a lot more fear than other countries. We're always scared to lose and yeah. we end up losing. And... And it's because maybe the press and the pressure that they get put under, and it's not fun for them. It's not they're not playing with freedom, um, and it will be the same again under Southgate. And it's just you should, see, you should see the German, Italian, and Brazilian press, mate. 
They ain't easy on their national teams. I don't, I don't buy that at all. I do not buy yeah. that. Didn't at all. all the Argentinian it's team? It's such a red herring. Yeah. Didn't all the Argentinian team walk out, walk into a press conference, and sort of just stand there in protest against against them a couple of weeks back on the last international yeah. duty? Yeah, I, I think that's just yeah. taking no responsibility. It's English media yeah. thing. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's horseshit. The, the, the problem is, is the way we get our managers. I don't know. Look at. Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, no, no. No, I was just going to say, like the top, the the top coaches in the world, um, or you know, two of the top coaches in Europe uh, a couple of years back was Guardiola and Klopp, and they've obviously come over to the Premier League, and they're struggling a bit with the press. They are struggling a bit. Like, did you see Guardiola's fucking batshit crazy interview the other day? And then and Klopp. Yeah, and Klopp's just had a bit of an incident. They have had to get the spokesperson to come out of Liverpool and go, sorry for Klopp's bad mood after the game, blah, blah, blah. But that's, like, but that's because we're seeing it. Like, you, you didn't see Guardiola continually answering the Spanish Marcia. Like, is it AS Marcia? They're their main paper, who's basically the Spanish son. And you don't see them, like, you know, you didn't see Guardiola, you know, oh. arguing in German with De Builder, did you? You just don't see it. It's because you're subject to it in English, so you hear it in English. Guardiola yeah. was, Guardiola was also, arguing with the builders. What was he arguing with them about? <laughs> and, but also, and it was Conte, Conte, he was Conte, awesome bathroom. Then. <laughs> oh, Conte's winning every game, so he's got the press on side. Guardiola, exactly. Barcelona and Munich was having the press on side all the time because he's winning every game. Now it's got a bit tough. He's doing batshit interviews to the thing because he doesn't, he can't take it. Even Mourinho's crumbled after the under the pressure from our media a few times. Um, and last but, year, you know, again, got, uh, Mourinho crumbled under the Spanish media, if you remember rightly. And Italian. And yeah, like honestly, I, I, the media things are don't mm. buy it. I, I, I do think the media but, thing is a bit of a red herring, but I do I think Phil's right about the attitude of the players as well. There's something the attitude's not. I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily the press's fault. No. I, I, I do think it's a problem and Southgate is actually the right step in what we need to start doing but I think, I think he's the wrong person but look you've got Gerard, Lampard, Ferdinand you've got all these people that know a shit ton well maybe not Ferdinand know a shit ton about football who are good footballers how the fuck are they not being coaches and managers and you know don't get me wrong it's not for oh, Shearer. but the FA don't even it's Shearer like the sure, didn't really have a fair stab at it. Newcastle were pretty much they they were shit that year, and they then he got bla- yeah. he got blamed for their relegation and never quite got over it. But you know, if Shearer was your manager, you'd probably play for him, wouldn't you? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just <laughs> an easier life as a commentator. That's why I sometimes respect what he says as a pundit, because you're like, you know, that guy can fucking do it. He's got two hundred and sixty odd goals. No one's even got close to him. Like, yeah. yeah. But, Anyway. Have you seen Robbie Fowler's going on the jump? Yeah, and Bradley Wiggins. He never wanted yeah, to be a celebrity. Bradley Wiggins. Yeah, fucking weird. Yeah, it's hilarious. I might watch well, of that. Of course he's going to say that. <laughs> then yeah. change when he's got to start slowing down. Yeah, Mate, Bradley Wiggins was on a massive PR drive because obviously there's so much smoke around his tea, two chewies now or twoies or whatever That's you want to call them. That's all nonsense though, isn't it? There's nothing there at all. Just the press yeah, going after the heroes. I don't, the know. I don't know where that is. Why do they keep going back to this package? Like, I think they just... I don't know. I feel like if it was an innocent package, um, there's every reason why it wouldn't be documented to what was in it. Do you know what I mean? If it is as simple as it was a decongestion, who fucking cares? No one, Why would they record that? And now they're... I don't know. I don't know what's... But then Brailsford's just got himself tangled in knots with lie and... Well... 
just got himself caught out in a lie and it's created massive well, I don't know. So I hope it all yeah. So we've taught Eddie Jones and we did rugby, football and cycling and then Apple's decided to put a bottle opener on up his nose and made himself burp. So we put a donk of, on it. He's put a donk. He does look like Donk from uh, Crocodile Dundee these days, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> That's two That's weeks just... in a row we've referenced Crocodile Dundee. Anyway. That's a great callback. <laughs> uh, it was Crocodile Dundee like, two last week, but anyway. Oh. <laughs> Pedantic, Phil. Fuck He's the you know. stat, man. <laughs> right. So, Phil, who is your hero of the uh, 2016? Um, well, we've just been massively sport heavy, but. I'm still going to do it. Uh, I think it's, <laughs> it's heroes or um, women's Olympic hockey teams. Oh, that's a good shout. Um, just so when sports personality got nominated, um, one of our one of my wife's teammates, because my wife plays hockey at quite a high level. Um, my wife. Right. I, I can't believe. Yeah, my wife. Sorry, I have to do the. Uh, what's his name? Adam Buxton. Adam my wife um, said. I can't believe it. Why did Leicester get it and not the women's Olympic hockey team? And this guy, this dickhead, had wrote, because um, Leicester did it over 38 games, the girls just did it for two weeks. And I was, I just, I was, I, well, next time I saw her, I said, that just shows somebody doesn't know sport because to win a major tournament in any sport takes four years, eight years. You know, that's how these teams build and win tournaments by playing as a team for over a long period of time and um I, I just think there's so many like stories that came out about that hockey team whereas you know they didn't get paid much they didn't they they were very committed um some players they have a certain budget for their wages as well from english sport and some of the top ones like um kate and helen richardson walsh i drew quite a lot from english sport with some of the younger players like sam quick were only due about five grand to a year to, to train and play hockey but they all said no we're all going to get paid the same we're all going to get paid 15 grand each um we're all shout out we're a team there was massive team spirit i just think they won the top tournament in their league uh, i just think they deserve hero of the year they deserve team of the year they didn't get it still impressive what leicester did but still think the girls deserved it no they do no i completely agree i went to a talk by one of them i can't even remember who it was uh but and they were sort of saying that you know some of them because they went like proper professional with the Olympic funding where you were referring to with that 15 grand. Some of them were like teachers on good teacher salaries and they literally went on sabbaticals for a four-year period just to go and, and take in massive pay cuts just to go and do this. The commitment to it, it's, it is almost amateur. It's almost what the Olympics is really about. It's not about the big professional millionaires like Andy Murray winning golds and Justin Rose. But, I mean, that's all good. Uh, all good and fine, but it's not the highlight of their sport, you know. It's just another medal. It's just another badge. People like the, you know, the women's Olympic team, that four fucking years, it's a, you know, well, it's a more than that, you know, 12 years for some of them who have done three Olympics. It's a massive fucking achievement. Although you can I see was... that Leicester were 5,000 to one. That's a massive thing. You know, uh, yeah. But I mean, you don't do I it think purely it also, on the maps. Maybe but... It also highlights maybe how much of these highly paid footballers aren't putting 100% effort in because... Now all these Leicester players have signed new contracts. They're all playing absolutely shit. They don't care anymore. They've won the league. They don't need to. They don't need. They don't. They raise their game for the Champions League and can't be asked with the league this year, yeah. doing um, literally what they need to do to get by. And it just maybe shows that actually, are there more players like that? 
But yeah. in the league, like look at Crystal Palace this year. They've got a pretty good team and they're doing fucking wank. Like those players should be playing out of their skins and be a lot higher up the league. Look at Everton as well, another team example. But that's why just, the Olympics uh, that's why the Olympics is such an inspiring story and it, you know, it's it's it, when it's still amateurs or still sort of semi professionals coming through and you know, and sacrificing stuff to get there instead of hundred grand a week footballers. Dicking Which about. is why fucking tennis shouldn't be in it. But yeah. anyway. We look at how shit Chelsea were under Mourinho. They're all down sticks and then the same team are top of the league now. We're same team with one player. If I was a Chelsea fan... Right be, again. If I was Chelsea fan, I'd be fucking pissed off at people like Hazard who danced it down, down tools last year. Yeah. It's fucking disgraceful the amount he gets paid, the amount people like Apple's paid to go to games and then they decide to not play because... I, I may get paid a lot, but I don't like my manager, so I'm not going to play. Fuck that. <laughs> anyway, we're sport heavy, so apples, take us away from sport. <laughs> yeah. Who's your hero oh. of the podcast of 2016? I don't know. Um, see, I, could, I should have maybe gone for Ben Stokes, shouldn't I, for his fastest double century? I don't know. I could have done anyone. I could have done, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm tempted with, you know, the great one of the greatest political visionaries of our time, uh, Nigel Farage, obviously <laughs> helps. <laughs> no, nah, honestly, I don't know. I, I, do you know what? I, I swear to God, and this is a sad thing, while you were chatting and I was listening, I was trying to look at, you know, great news, uplifted stories and great heroes. And other than sport, I hate to say it, it just is none. Like, or not that we seem to get a lot of um, fucking mention about, honourable mention about. So... <sighs> My biased opinion would be Conte. Like, why wouldn't it be? I, can't, I genuinely can't think of anyone else. But who else is there? If someone could give me Murray? one, I don't fuck off. Um, I genuinely. Who got the fuck off there? I didn't miss that. Time. Andy Murray. <laughs> Andy Curry. Um, no, I, I honestly don't know. I genuinely don't know. I, I, I wish, I wish I could say some political figure that. I don't know, changed the world somehow. I wish there was some businessman that had supported his staff really well. And I don't know, I, I just can't, I just, if there is one, I'd have not heard much this year of it. So, no, I'll tell you, my hero here, fuck it, Leonardo DiCaprio for finally winning an Oscar. I there was going to say that. Leonardo DiCaprio, he's my hero for here. For finally winning an Oscar, like he's been the best actor of 20 oh, years. He, he's been, he he's has been a couple been of decent actors. films. I'm not having that. He's had a pretty yeah. important year. It's my nomination, so you are having that. He did a good Mag. film. Tom Hardy was better than him. He's done plenty of good films, I'll have you know. What? Okay, name five He's good films. Saving Leonardo the DiCaprio Planet. Films. Name five. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Easy. Yeah. Like, well, so that's one. You've got The Revenant. Yeah. You've got Inception. That's you've, got, um, you've got The Beach, arguably. Shit. It's quite a cult. It's not shit. People still watch it massively today. Basketball and, Diaries. Uh, Basketball Diaries. What? Basketball Diaries. Don't even know that one. He hasn't seen it. So uh, what's the one? You've got two. What's uh, the one? What's the... No, no, no. I'm still talking. I'll give you what's one. What's the one with the island? No, no, no. What's the one on the island? Yeah, the beach. Well, I was thinking that. The night sorry, sorry. Sorry, can I interrupt a sec? Are you talking about films that he's acted well in or films that are good films? They need to be Because I would say... Because I, I would say Django Unchained isn't that good in a film, but Leonardo DiCaprio is good in it. Gangs of New York, Titanic. That's oh, about sick. Titanic, you can fuck off. Titanic's a good film. It's fucking awful. It's, it's classic. Titanic. It's classic. <laughs> Won a lot of Oscars, Jonesy, so 
I've got a lot of other people that would agree with me. Daisy won an Oscar. It clearly does. That's a good film. Clearly does. Yeah. Just fill a hole with your hair, Jonesy. You're not looking good, mate. I'm not having What is that film? You're not looking good. Shutter Island. Shutter Island. Thank you. Well done. Shutter Apples. Fucking hell. Leonardo. Oh, great comeback. I like it. Drop mic. It made no sense. It did it, but none of my puns make sense. Anyway, that's a raffle. <laughs> Podcast episode. Uh, anyway, my hero of the year is Alexa. It is the greatest invention of all time. <laughs> I love it to death. You just walk into your room and go, Alexa, play something by Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin comes on. You say, Alexa, put some milk on my shopping list. Go to the shop. Go to the shop. She's on your little shopping list. We are not someone needs a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, when you live on your own, it's just quite <laughs> nice to have a bit of company. <laughs> so I'm nominated for Hero of the Year, Alexa. Do say I like it. Can I have a um, Jonesy? Sorry, quickly. Do you know that shopping list thing? Is it an app that's your shopping list? So it downloads it to your app on your phone. Yeah, it? you or... download the Alexa app, and then mm. you, you, then you go. You know you. You go, oh, shit, I'm out of toothpaste. So you just shout across the place. Oh, I need toothpaste, Alexa. Can you put it on my shopping list? And could you get that app on two phones to say if Leanne yeah. and I both had it on our phones, it would update both of our phones at the same time? Yeah, definitely. It, or... If you logged into the same Amazon account. And then it, and then you sort of tick it off. And so it'll go off hers as well. So you don't end up with two rolls of toothpaste. Are they called rolls? Hey, nice. Yeah. Nice. Tubes. Tubes. Um, <laughs> tubes. What's toothpaste? <laughs> it's what Birmingham people could... Toothpaste, you middle class bastard. <laughs> Can I have a second nomination to take over Mig's nomination? No. no. You oh, might end up with 12 uh, rolls well, of toothpaste. Toothpaste. Um, so, yeah, can Alexa hear what you're saying right now? And she's just ordering toothpaste. <laughs> no, she's the other. <laughs> Does she understand what. Alexa! <laughs> Alexa, order toothpaste. <laughs> Just a quick update on our, uh, you know Jonesy predicted that our Arsenal were going to win the league this year. Oh shit, they're playing at the moment. Has anyone seen the score tonight? No. Is Bournemouth winning? Yeah, two nil down to Bournemouth. Oh, <laughs> the Jonesy sake. curse. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Jonesy curse. The oh. oh, what are they doing? Jesus Christ. Oh, I'll tell you exactly what's going I put wrong. A on that as Arsenal well. Wenger. <laughs> Right, so who's Mig's hero of the podcast going to be for 2016? Um, well, because Mig is such an endurance athlete, well, I, I don't, this but isn't you know, I'm just going to try and put it... your second one in under the caveat of Mig's nomination. Yeah, 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 because yeah, it's an endurance you. athlete. And well, Ali's a local to Port Zed as well, where I'm from. Um, a guy called Ben Smith, he raised quite a lot of money running 401 marathons in 401 days. Fucking insane. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Uh, raised it against bullying as well. I, I'm as a victim of bullying from you lot. Um, I think it's a good course. <laughs> Have you received any of the money yet? <laughs> no. Like, next time I see him down Hall and Woodhouse, I'll be asking for my share. Don't you worry. Quite his, a point, would you? Yeah, are you just going to play this podcast to go look what I have to put up with? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. He's going to be like, no, you're the... He'll listen to that first bit and go, no, you're the wanker. Yeah. 
And then I'd be like, Ben, stop bullying me. <laughs> and then I'll run away. And you're up. different, though. Phil, you're not different. You're just a dick. <laughs> I love it, man. Sorry. I, I had that. I was saving it for ages. I was waiting for someone to finish. <laughs> oh, oh, I love you, man. Uh, <laughs> you just publicly called me a dick. Um, publicly. 26 people, mate. Yeah. <laughs> publicly. <laughs> Those people from Piscataway don't know that I'm a dick. Yes, they, they do. They're fans of the show. <laughs> oh, we need to I shout. I think they can work it out. Yeah. We uh, Skype Jennifer on New Year's Day as well, and she listens to this doing the uh, house cleaning in a, when she cleans the house in Australia. So we need to well, say, hello, Jennifer. Happy New Year. <laughs> well, she's cleaning the house in a, in a what way? In, a, in, a, in, a, in Australia. Right? <laughs> well, it's she national, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> Having fun in your undies? <laughs> They call them Grundies in Australia, don't they? Yeah. They sound dirty. Uh, I, don't. I think I might have just made that up. Oh. <laughs> well, anyway, Jennifer, Happy New Year. Cleaning your house in your Grundies in the Arvo by the Barbie. So that, that was the nominations for Hero of 2016. We've got Eddie Jones, the Women's Olympic Hockey Team, Leonardo DiCaprio, Alexa and Ben Smith. I'm going to vote for the women's ladies hockey team. The women's ladies hockey team. Yep. There were women. Uh, <laughs> the women ladies. I'm going to vote for. I'm going to vote for the women. I'm going to vote for the men's ladies hockey team. <laughs> I'm going to vote for the British ladies hockey team. Okay. I'm going to vote for the women's Olympic hockey team. British one. Which one? The German? The British one, maybe. Oh, the British one. Or the yeah. Australian one. Just class. <laughs> Seniors or under-21? The ones who won the gold medal apples. I know you were too busy watching Chelsea's pre-season friendly against Portsmouth or something instead of watching the Olympics. <laughs> but fuck's sake. Right. Apples, who are you going to vote for? Oh. oh. I don't know, actually. Pretty shy. I'm going to go with Tommy's. Yeah, with, uh, yeah, Eddie. Eddie Jones. Eddie McJones. Good name. Oh, yes. Philippe? Uh, I do like Eddie Jones, but I can't vote for an Australian. It's something deep within me that can't do it. <laughs> Especially in an Ashes, yeah. I'm going to go yeah. for Ben Smith, because that was Mig's nomination. Convenient. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tommy, yeah. you can either go for Leonardo DiCaprio or Alexia, so it's a tie. Or yeah. you can go for the women's uh, British Olympic oh. hockey team, Ben Smith. <laughs> or if you vote for Andy Murray, you get two. <laughs> no, I'm not putting Andy Murray in. I'll go for I go for the women's ladies hockey team. Brilliant. Well, that's the casting vote. <laughs> so the shock horror by a group of hockey lads and apples. Uh, the <laughs> the heroes of the. Podcast for 2016 in To My Left Insert Topic is the British Women's Olympic Hockey Team. Yay! Yeah, you said it right. Well done, Jackson. I'm pleased. I'm pleased for them. They deserved it. They did. <laughs> they did, Phil. Jamie right. met one. Jamie met one and attempted to finger blast her. <laughs> I did not attempt to do anything of the kind. <laughs> That's recorded now that your attempt to finger blast. Just so we're which all clear, which one was it? Alex Dancer. for clapping. 
We are blasting our fingers together right now. Blast fingers, blast fingers. <laughs> blast fingers. <laughs> it's not milking a lady's lady part. Milking a lady part? Oh, oh that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to say it as creepy as possible. <laughs> You succeeded. You achieved it. Yes. Well done. <laughs> anyway. Jonesy, why is Our third <laughs> topic for the review of the year is film of the year. Now, we've watched a lot of films on the To My Left Insert Topic podcast over the last 15 episodes, but the categories for, or the, this category is open to any film released this year or we've seen at the cinema. So... To my left, insert film. Film. Um, so I watched it in 2017, so I'm going to go for The Force Awakens. Ooh. That was Christmas now, last year. Yeah, but, yeah, but was... I watched it in 2017. 17? <laughs> Tell him that's finished. 2016, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Fucking hell. I'm making less sense than Jonesy. Fucking hell. This hobgoblin's gone right to my head. Um, no. <laughs> you did what to a hobgoblin? You gave head to a hobgoblin. What? No. Why the uh, finger blast? Uh, Why the Force uh, Awakens, Phil? I just really enjoyed it. Just thought it was a really good film. Um, I liked the humour it brought, but it was also had the content as well. I just think they they got it right. Actually, you know, it was a really hard job. It was. And you know when Disney bought Star Wars, everybody was like, "That's gonna be shit." And actually, it was yeah, it was really good. It got the fun back. The originals just had this sort of like spirit and fun, which the the next three didn't. They, so I think, Force Awakens got some of that back. Sort of transported a lot of people back to when they were kids, just sort of enjoying it. Have you seen uh, Rogue One yet? Yeah. No, I'm going to go try and see that this week at some point. It's so, yeah. You know I'm not a Star Wars fan. It's really fucking good. It is yeah. nine out of ten. Is it good. really? It's nine I out of ten. Good. Bad things about it. That's good. That's good. I've only heard good. That's only good. heard good stuff about it. But, it's yeah. really. Oh, it's good. not even. You know when you're watching film franchises at the moment, like Avengers or whatever kind of thing. Uh, you're watching yeah. just the almost like extended box set episodes, if you know what I mean. They just get into another point. Or they're just what. But this is a self-contained film. It's new people. I mean, there's a few old people, but. Yes. We had no spoilers at all, but it is fucking a really good war film. Nothing to do. I'm not Star Wars is a bit silly, truth be told, but it's just a really good film. The characters Jones are good. The Star story's Wars good. Film. It ends well. It's a happen. proper film. Fair play. I'm looking forward to seeing that then. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Have you guys heard about the Star Wars Christmas special they did? No. Yeah. Apparently, but between didn't want to do it, yeah. Well, apparently, it was between episode, well, as in the the first one, so episode four and five, they did back before they realised it was going to catch on as this huge franchise. Um, so it's got Chewie in it, it's got Princess Leia in it, it's got um, it's got Mark Hamill in it, it's got like it's got everyone in it doing this really camp Christmassy. It's got loads of Ewoks in it, I think. It sounds absolutely hilarious, and they basically tried to bury it, so it's really hard to find. Every now and then, apparently, it gets released onto YouTube, but um, <laughs> I'd love to see it. That yeah. is brilliant. Just so silly. Cool. Cool. 
When was that released? Ooh. As in in the like late seventies. Yeah. Oh, okay. 80s. Oh, fair enough. So it's one of them. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, apples. I can see you're scouring the internet searching for your film of the year. So I'll go. <laughs> no, no, I was just double checking. I'll go. It's fine. No, I genuinely, it's the Revenant. Um, the close side is I really wanted to see Hateful Eight. I think that's the only thing that might have beaten it, but I never actually got around to seeing it. It's on Netflix um, now, mate. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have Hateful to watch Eight's that. on Netflix. Is it? Yeah, or was it Amazon Prime? What are we doing making a podcast? Let's get watching that. <laughs> it's Hateful Eight. There's Tarantino one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's I the only thing that could have potentially run it. But other than that, Civil War I thought was good, but I thought it was just. A couple of moments in it that was a bit weak. I thought it's the weakest. I thought it's the weakest Avengers film, if I'm honest. Really? Um, yeah. Really, I, I thought it was good. I watched it the other day. I, liked I actually it. really enjoyed it. I, no, I, I did like Civil War. I, yeah, actually, to be fair, my missus who hates anything to do with like superheroes or sci-fi or anything like that, I, she went to the cinema. She took me to the cinema to watch um, Civil War, and she even quite liked it. So I reckon that's quite a good uh, endorsement that it's a film that everybody can love. Affair. She hates that genre with a passion. But yeah. Yeah. Bye, Phil. I took my wife to see the Avengers. Bye. <laughs> my Sorry. Drop. Something just um Apple just reminded me of something. Controller. Huh? <laughs> you don't need a computer controller. No, I do. Um sorry. Carry on, as you were. Ignore me. Start playing a game. You've just no. catching up on a bit of FIFA. No, I've got to download Amazon Video onto my Xbox so I can watch it on the TV. I just oh, keep time. getting to do it. Oh, yeah, you yeah. could have done that after we finished recording the fucking podcast, could you? No. Well, no, that's why I said, as you were, ignore me. I didn't expect you to Ruining the bandwidth. On. Don't wait, it'll be fine. It probably wills. <sighs> right, Tommy, what's your <laughs> nomination for the film of the year? Well, I've since you can just say any film that you watched in 2016, I'm going to go with Die Hard. <laughs> I saw that in the cinema this year, so yeah, it was it was cinematically released this year. No, I changed. Um, I have to say, there's I haven't been absolutely blown away by any films this year, so I don't think it's been that strong a year. But I did, I really enjoyed Deadpool, so I'm going to go with Deadpool. But it's it's not. I don't think there's been any five star films this year. In my opinion, I did really enjoy The Revenant. I have to say that as well. But um, and it's a better film in a lot of ways. But I did I for just for pure enjoyment, I'm going to go with Deadpool. Fair play, fair play. Was Deadpool 2016? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was about... I had to check it. <laughs> it was about 15, even wasn't it? Or was it? I, I think it's very early. Well, Suicide oh, Squad was a bit wasn't as good as it was sort of hyped up to be, was it? It was utter yeah, shit. Well, they rewrote half of it, didn't they? After Deadpool came out, yeah. it started <laughs> well and yeah. then just turned into like something about witches, and you were just like, "What the hell's going on here?" It's just a bit shit. Uh, I still it. want to see it, but yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, my film of the year, and I know you guys are going to take the piss because you're saying it's highbrow, but it's I, Daniel Blake. Which highbrow! Is fucking, highbrow. You know when you're saying you haven't seen any 10 out of 10 films? It's a 10 out of 10 film. It's unbelievable. Some of the, yes. some of it is, you get so angry watching it at the same time. It is, I recommend it to anybody. It's well worth watching. 
I'm not going to really What's go it about, into it. Sorry, I oh. Daniel Blake. I haven't even heard. Is there of a cat it. in it? No, there's no cat in this one. Uh, is there a cat? There might be. It's about uh, the. Uh, it's British film about benefits and how the government is screwing everyone out of the benefits and stuff. It's like a political message kind of thing. But it, yeah, it basically, it's about statistically choosing if people can't work and when they can work uh, and, and removing people from the benefit system to save money. So it's fucked up. It makes you so angry, but it's also so heartwarming at the same time. So I'm going to go for I, Daniel Blake. Sounds like it'd be interesting. I can't imagine how it could ever achieve a 10 out of 10 rating. But yeah, Watch it, mate. It's really good. Really, really good. 8 I... out of 10 IMDb. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Was there like, uh, yeah, Ian Duncan Smith just giving it 1s out of 10 over and over again, starting new accounts <laughs> to try and bring it down? Tommy, have a look. If you're on IMDb, check all our nominations and see which one actually won. Ooh, Ooh. good shout. Oh, then you're blatantly going to win, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what, what, no, no, what's me going to recommend? Uh, Hail Caesar. Uh, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. So, um, yeah, Puss in Boots, 6.7. I, Daniel Blake, 8.1. The one you're really looking for. The Revenant, 8.0. Oh! Force Awakens, 8.1. Oh! And Deadpool, yeah. 8.1. 8.1. So it's 3 a three on 8.1. Tie. It's silly, isn't it? I can't believe that. Fix. That's unbelievable. <laughs> so who won then? Sorry, who won? He was a draw. Well, we haven't voted yet. So that's probably more important than IMDb. No, IMDb is the vote. So the film of the year is a three way tie. <laughs> Between The Force Awakens, I, Daniel Blake, and Deadpool. Wow. So, between us then? No, we said I and Deadpool. Yeah, no, but I don't think tight. Force Awakens is 2016, so I don't think it should count. My, my vote would go with Deadpool, if I'm honest. Well, there's a shock. Why is that a shock? I love Force Awakens as well. So, Dead. Well, are we only voting for the three? <laughs> for the three way tie? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well. So, hey, who are you voting for? I want to for? vote for Revenant. You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you bitch. Oh. It missed out by Force 0. Awakens. 1. Force Awakens. Phil, who are you voting for? Um, the Revenant. You can't vote for the Revenant. You still can't vote for it. You've got to listen. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, well, I haven't seen I, Daniel Blake, so Deadpool it is. So Deadpool is film of the year. Is it? Yep. I watched Deadpool with Jonesy. He hated you it. You haven't voted Jonesy. <laughs> well, I can't vote for my own, can I? Nope. And I you didn't can vote for Force Awakens. I didn't particularly like Force Awakens. Oh. I just thought we, it'd be quite good if we voted for a, a film. The film, our 2016 film of the year, came out in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, Force Awakens it is. <laughs> it's, about right, it's about right for our podcast, yeah, it must be honest. It's a mess we're in at the moment. Willing to bend the rules a little. <laughs> Pretty much. Right.
So that moves us on from films to television. And the, our TV programs of 2016. So, Apples, you're not allowed to pick match of the day. So, what is your film of the year? That was one year? of my considerations. That was you genuinely tell one of my me a more successful long-running series. Bastards. <laughs> you know when you can see his jokes in the back of his head before they come out? I was actually going to say it. I hadn't even thought about it. I wish I had. I wish I had, but I hadn't. I'm not even going to lie. I, I did genuinely think about it. <laughs> so what we're saying, just the best TV series this year, again, yep. that will be probably going to be loose. <laughs> best thing you've watched this the year. best TV series I've seen this year. Uh, it's been. A, I have to say, this is a stronger category than the films. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. I'm struggling, if I'm honest. But, well, I don't want to give you some the, highlights. I don't watch all the cult stuff that you watch and all the indie hippie shit. So, <laughs> no, like, genuinely, it would be between, like, it, it, it's got to be Game of Thrones. The, the toss, oh, I don't know, actually. Oh, I don't, yeah, no, Game of It's got to be Game internal of Thrones. <laughs> it's Game of Thrones. It was one close, I, I genuinely mean this, by Walking Dead. I think the, the Negan climax and stuff was just, the way that made you feel like emotionally and physically and stuff. That that made me feel emotions that Game of Thrones never has. Um, but Game of Thrones... Yeah, what kind of emotions <laughs> were they, Apples? <laughs> were they, phys- <laughs> they movements in your pants? No, like, so Phil, you, you watch Walking Dead. Wouldn't you say the same yeah. that Negan episode? James, like, if you watched it, you wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> uh, I got yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's my, my only caveat with what you're saying, Apples, is that last series was brilliant, that build-up to Negan. I mean, they have wrecked it this year. Yeah, I'm the biggest Walking Dead fan there is, and the last, the first half of this latest season hasn't been very good. So, um, swings and roundabouts on that one for me. But, but the late coming was Westworld. Genuinely, was amazing. Yeah, Westworld, yeah, Westworld I thought that was, was fantastic. Amazing. I didn't really rate Westworld. <clears throat> I liked Westworld, but I didn't rate it as quite as quite as highly as you guys do. But why not? Um, there was just a few flaws in it. There's a few plot holes that annoyed me and then I um I thought the music was fucking awful and that really oh, I love the music. music. Yeah, I love no, it. No, like every time the Mexican um, bandit came on, they played like little Mexican music in the background and stuff like that and it was just fucking annoying me after a while. I was just like, nah. I think um well, when I get to my nomination, um part of my part of one of the reasons I nominated for my nomination is because of the music and the backing track and I think the the world's apart. Who's so, yours then, yeah. apps? Uh Phil yeah. Um, Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger yes. Things was fucking brilliant. It's meant to be good. Um, I want to see that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things was just fucking brilliant. And you compare the emotion and the feeling of suspense and everything that the soundtrack gives you in Stranger Things, and you compare it to the fucking appalling soundtrack in Westworld. They're worlds apart, honestly. Absolutely worlds apart. Like, Westworld was just... I really liked Westworld. Don't get me wrong. I It's still without ruining the catchphrase. I'd say genuinely it was like a four out of five TV series. Like, but I just, it had its flaws. It definitely had its flaws. And it looked like they kept running. Occasionally it looked like they just like run out of budget and do something on the cheap and stuff like that. And, but otherwise, it, um, and I think, and I think the plot was slightly too slow moving for me. So that's why I'm going for Stranger Things because I just think it was pitched right. Plot moved at the right speed. I just think it was brilliant. Yeah. What's Stranger oh, Things on? It's not on Sky. It's a Netflix. Series. Netflix. Netflix. All right, cool. Oh. But yeah, no, yeah, I want to watch that. Anyway, yeah. Good job, then. Good chat. Tommy, what's yours? 
Um, <clears throat> well, I did. Uh, Stranger Things will probably would have been mine, so I could kind of see where my vote might go. Um, and I did really enjoy Westworld. I'm going to go with one that is it got way too popular, and because its popularity, uh, I think that will dampen what you guys, your guys' opinion on it. Uh, but I really enjoyed The Night Manager. I watched it like yeah. when it. Um, when it first came on and like before the hype really got to it. And I, I did really like that. I thought it was really well done. Proper like James Bondy. I, and and it, what it reminded me of it. Did you see Philomena Kunk take the piss out of it? Yeah, calling it 40 <laughs> Towers. Yeah. It's like when, when Basil Fawlty found the dead body in the, uh, in the hotel, it was really funny. In the, in the new version, it was tragic and he started crying. It was. Um, uh, I did love. So I almost was going to put 2016 Screen Wipe as one of my programs of the year, uh, TV moments of the year, because I I was crying with laughter on the floor at points. It was brilliant this year. I I was a little bit worried about watching it because Leanne and I were at her um, dad's the other day, and her dad's like proper strong Brexit from um, Thanet in East Kent, and um, which is Farage's constituency, which. Didn't voting for Raj, to be fair, but there's a lot of yeah, like Brexiteers over there. Yeah. Um, and uh, actually, it was pitched perfectly. It took the piss I out of both sides the whole really time. Well. Um, yeah, and I absolutely. was really, I was really watching because I thought it was going to be real all lefty stuff, and he wasn't going to enjoy it. But actually, he was finding it funny. I was finding it funny. Liam was finding it funny. I just thought Charlie Brooker got it so right, and because there was three people that should. It was it's really hard for us to find something on TV that the three of us like because we all have such different opinions on TV shows and we were all really entertained by it. I thought, it, it, yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. How long was it? How many episodes? That's only an hour long. Just one. One off. The oh, night, really? The Night Manager was an award. Oh, sorry. Are you talking about The Night Manager? Or sorry. Two? Or Screen Wipe? Apple. Um, I'm, oh. Yeah, the one Tommy was talking about. The Night Manager, Something that was about six episodes. Yeah. Six, I think. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Have you guys actually, an underrated thing, and I don't normally watch sort of British dramas, but did anybody watch Happy Valley? That was really good. Yeah, really good. I actually, I've only seen the first series. I haven't seen the second one. It's been two series. Two series it. It's really, really good. Really underrated. Like, really, like low budget. It's pretty much a soap just over six episodes. And it's just really good. I don't know. I, see it. I like that. Yeah, the acting is really top draw. Yeah, because uh, it's low budget. It's all about the acting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. No, Night Manager would have been in my top three for the year. Uh, Peaky Blinders was superb this year. Really came into its own. I thought it was some of it was just brilliant, absolutely top class telly. Uh, and then there was like American things such as I really enjoyed that Love uh, sitcom, which was on Netflix, which was the yeah the spin-off for Gillian Jacobs out of uh, Community, Britta. But my favourite TV programme of the year was, did you see Flaked? It was with Will Arnett from, what's he been in? Uh, yeah, uh, from Arrested uh, Development. And Arrested he does the Batman voice for the Lego movies and stuff like that. And he did, his, <laughs> he did his own, he's got his own, it's like, I think about eight episodes as well on Netflix. And that was really, really good. This really cool kind of little indie programme which was half comedy, half drama at the same time. Uh, and I watched it twice over. As soon as I finished it, I sort of went through the box set again on Netflix. It was the, the nicest programme I've seen uh, on Easter Pictures. What do you mean by nicest? It was, 
it wasn't like you, you know I, don't get me wrong, I love game of thrones and westworld and all that kind of stuff and it was like you know that fantasy kind of fiction that hbo kind of stuff is great yeah, yeah. but it was just it was you wanted to be in that in with flakes it's like you wanted to be in that environment it was just a nice place to be if you know what i mean it was you know, it was about people like alcoholics and stuff like that living in Venice Beach in uh, in L.A., in California. But just in case you didn't know where L.A. was, obviously. Uh, but it was just a really good program with really rounded characters. And it had some good little plot twists in it and stuff like that, which you didn't see coming. Uh, it's just a nice program. And it was it was the highlight of my telly, yeah. But, you know, things like House of Cards was brilliant again. Uh, Better Call Soul is just an amazing spin-off to Breaking Bad and completely different to Breaking Bad. I mean, James, he's had a lot more time than... Sorry, yeah. I've not seen that many. I've seen the main ones. I think, uh, I think in the course of a week, I managed to watch... Um, I managed to watch Walking Dead, Match of the Day, <laughs> and then Westworld. That was about it. Yeah, I've been the choice over the telly <laughs> for the last couple of years. has been absolutely superb. I haven't I've seen any Kardashians. Few... I have no idea what the fucking Kardashians are up to. I'll tell you that for nothing. I have, uh, I've watched quite a few of the Christmas movies on Movies 24 or Sony <laughs> TV on, uh, on Sky. Yeah. yeah, see, I can tell you all about Love Island, X on the Beach, oh. Geordie Shaw, Made in Chelsea, but yeah, oh, no. Christ, what a waste of yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No comment. <laughs> Tragic. Uh, oh, the but the biggest disappointment. Have you been watching this series of the affair? That's gone proper shit, proper jump for shaft. No, it always looked a bit soapy. It always looked a bit soapy. You're really a massive well, fan as well, weren't you? Yeah, first two series are brilliant. This series is just like, oh god, you're just making it up. So long. Just because of McNulty. <laughs> yeah, basically, I just like McNulty. He's like ace. <laughs> and it's yeah. what's her name from The Wire is really hot. Uh, from Luther is really hot, and she gets naked lots. Uh, Alice. Well, it's the Yay! same with the Gillian Anderson thing, wasn't it? And the Jamie Dornan. Yeah, Jamie Dornan. Hard that hard. didn't. That didn't have a good third series. The last episode was brilliant. This is the third. Yeah, the rest of it was just like. I did like the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, what kind of order do you special. watch your series, Jonesy? Do you watch your your nice one, then your your bit nastier one, and then your fat one in bed, so you can. <laughs> Alexa, I, I... play my fat one. <laughs> <laughs> my new my new bedtime program. Why didn't he fair, put the this bum hole? Not trying to make it dirty, <laughs> but my new bedtime program, which I fall asleep to, is a, uh, Parks and Rec. I fucking love Parks and Rec these days. It's really good. I never watched it before, but I watched about five series in a couple of months. Parks and Recs. Park and Rec, yeah. yeah. Parks and it's entertaining. Is it about never... British Parks and Recs? No, it's American. Chris Pratt. So what's your series? It's got that good-looking man, Chris Pratt. In. <laughs> Never heard of it, Trillis. <laughs> anyway, so what's Nig's nomination going to be? El Dorado. Listen, Boots, TV series. El Dorado. El Dorado. <laughs> El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, El Dorado's definitely going. <laughs> Sorry, Rick. <laughs> so the nominations are Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, Night Manager, Flaked, or El Dorado. I'm going to go for El Dorado. All right, I'll vote for El Dorado <laughs> too. <laughs> El Dorado is the only other one I've seen, so I've got to go for it. <laughs> I've not seen the other ones. So, Tommy, your vote doesn't matter anymore. 
But well, I'm still voting for Stranger Things. Stranger Things, right? <laughs> so <laughs> the two my left is well, topic. Mick. TV program in 2016 was El Dorado. <laughs> Topical. This is this started as a farce and hasn't got much better. Good in depth in in uh, in depth topic that one yeah. on El Dorado. <laughs> right, the we've got two Sweetness. two topics left. We're on the homeward finish. Homeward, what the fuck? Bound. We are homeward bound. We are on the finishing straight. Uh, so, our nominations, please, for moment of the year. To my left, insert moment, Phil. Now, please say you can't think of one. Why? <laughs> well, no, actually, I, I did ask you um, about the conditions of this one because I got a personal moment. Yeah. Is obviously getting married. Um, oh. Oh. And I was trying to think of, like, but, yeah, I don't know, just that whole day. It was So it's not really a moment. It was more of a day. But And it wasn't just the fact that I was getting married to Mrs. It was just, like, having... It's a bit of a weird experience, and Apples has now got this to look forward to, but you literally invite everybody you like in the world into one room. I was there to, too. And Jonesy. <laughs> um, into a room. Um, just to, yeah, just to like have a good time, have a bit of a party. Uh, just for the weekend. Great. Don't forget the weekend. Yeah, and hopefully you guys all enjoyed it as well. But yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. It was a yeah, great it was day. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was that. That's my shout. That's really sweet, Phil. Oh, thanks, mate. Oh. Are we are Did we going to stick with that? Because otherwise, I'm going to have to choose one thing that <laughs> like this is just going to end up getting soppy. Like, should we say like non-personal things? Like no, no, do yeah. personal apples. You've got some oh, good okay. news to tell our friends in in our podcasts. Apples is going to say shot slide, isn't it? Shot slide. <laughs> Shot slide! Finger blast! <laughs> Although, that actually was, that's got to be in the top five. Shot slide. What, a finger blast? Shot slide. All right. Uh, finger blast that's top what... three. Shot slide is when uh, we invented uh, downing shots of Jaeger down the slide in the back reception room of Phil's wedding. Just to clarify. <laughs> yeah. Sounds disgusting. Yeah. Ooh. No, so was that for me? Well, the obvious... <laughs> obvious personal thing was um, obviously now that I got engaged to Bridget. And although, funny story, I didn't realise fiancé and fiancé was a thing. So <laughs> I just thought it was one word. I didn't realise there was like a, a male and female versions. <laughs> and I got a Christmas card saying to my fiancé when it should have been fiancé. I just didn't know there was two <laughs> different things to go figure. I to be fair, yeah. I didn't know that either. No, I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Fair enough. Yeah, well, I do now. I, I, do that, I, <laughs> I know. I didn't get her a card. <laughs> Probably where no. I went wrong. Uh, <laughs> so, Apples, we, we, we don't know what... We haven't really spoken since Christmas Day, since you got engaged. Talk us haven't. through what happened. <laughs> um, I don't know if this is going to sound a bit shit, I suppose. Um, no, right, so... I, I Obviously trained to you for about it for a while ago knowing that I was going to do it or wanting to do it um, right so there's always a bit of an on-running joke with Bridget her and her family and they've been joking about it literally for over a year if not longer actually like when's my when's my where's my ring I was like oh 
know, the pigeon that was bringing it, like the carrier pigeons got lost or whatever. Anyway, it's, and it's been an on, yeah, it sounds shit, but it's been an on running thing for like literally two years. Um, but this pigeon never turned up. So one of her presents was a big box. And when she opened it, there was a letter. And when she opened it, she thought it was like, um, so what I'd done is I got one of my letters from work, like a really official letter, put it in a window envelope and everything, printed it out. And I'd put, um, I'd basically put this letter from, <laughs> this apology letter from this pigeon courier company <laughs> saying really sorry that the ring was delayed. But there was a picture of a shredded cat, <laughs> a shredded pigeon, with it, like, sorry, the, the initial courier <laughs> got shredded. <laughs> and that was the delay for it. And anyway, it was a, and then the ring was. I thought you were going to say you caught a pigeon, put it in a box. No, no. It was a dead pigeon so, in the box. <laughs> so you pushed with a dead pigeon? <laughs> Not quite, but yeah. So like, but of course, when she started reading it, she literally showed bright red, started crying, started shaking. And she, <laughs> the thing is, about a week earlier, I can't remember what we were watching on telly. There was some sort of prank show, and some guy had like pranked his girlfriend on Christmas Day about proposing and he wasn't I said if this is a fucking joke I swear to god I'm gonna fucking kill you like <laughs> she was crying. and um obviously it wasn't and yeah and I asked her and she said yeah and we drank lots of champagne and yeah there we are. so yeah no it wasn't Aww. it wasn't the, you know Eiffel Tower romantic there was a hidden meaning but she loved it it was good and yeah yeah I don't want to say that really Aww. yeah no, it's good I gave her my Eiffel Tower. Wink, oh. wink. Oh. <laughs> there we are. Um, yeah. Um, no, that's that. Yeah. It was nice. Well, this is bullshit. How are we supposed to compete with those two men? I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had Mo Farah winning, winning two golds, falling over and shit. Yeah, yeah Mo Farah did James really well. going to be that he managed to wank three times in a day while he was in his flat. <laughs> That's what I was staying at yours, Phil. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I haven't thought of a moment, actually. Fucking hell. Uh, I have to say, I was... I know I said Mo Farah's one. I was going to say Phil's speech at his, uh, his wedding. It, that was my moment of the year. Phil's speech was awesome. And Mig, Mig's speech was awesome as well. But I really enjoyed Phil's speech. Yeah, Phil's <laughs> speech. I'd agree with that. It was yeah, very well done. Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys. Mig's speech was good. It was, we were both very good. Mig's speech, don't, don't get me wrong, Mig's speech was really good. But um, I thought yours was really heartfelt. I thought the Mig's wasn't heartfelt. But, oh yeah, I really enjoyed You've it. done it. Mig's was very good because we drank a lot during it. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good story about New Year's Eve, which was one of my moments of the year. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, you need to tell us the story. <laughs> yeah. So we were in the tennis club, and we couldn't find Mig for ages. And so I went into the lads' toilets. I couldn't find him. I went outside. I couldn't find him. Uh, I got General Steph to go and check in the, or Amanda to go and check in the ladies' room uh, to see if he was in there. And he wasn't in there either. So we checked with the old place. We begin to get worried. I was like, where the fuck can he be? And there's the disabled toilets between the men's and the women's toilets. I opened the door. He's on his like on his back. He's tried to do a wheelie in one of the disabled wheelchair, uh, tennis wheelchairs. So I do a wheelie. Almost knocked himself out by falling back and cracking his head off the floor. And he's just there giggling to himself, posting things on Instagram of the ceiling. 
Because <laughs> he's absolutely off his head on absinthe. <laughs> Fucking mess. Bless him. But yeah. No, oh, like I did see the Instagram. Like a tiny place. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking uh, only Mig. Only Mig, drunken, drunken idiot. He's quite funny though. Bless him. That's amazing. And he stayed awake um, all night. Did really well. Did he? Yeah. Even after banging his head. <laughs> Even after banging his head, he was fine. He must I've seen a... him bang his head. He normally falls asleep within ten minutes. But, um, <laughs> um, a good friend. We should pop. I'll be all right. I'll wake up. Um, oh, I forgot. To... I had a funny story for you guys from Mig's birthday on the way back. Um, so. Leanne and I had to leave Tommy's quite early and I was still feeling the effects. Even though I'd attempted to stop drinking at midnight, I'd uh, drank about eight pints of water to attempt to sober myself up. And uh, I managed to drive out of London, but I got in um, and Leanne was driving a little bit. Um, started getting a bit car sick, a bit hungover, I was feeling a bit ill. So I decided to go to sleep and um, I went to sleep. And as I, w- I woke up, not that far away from home and... Uh, needed to vomit immediately <laughs> and all that was there was like a big packet of crisps that Leanne had bought and she had like half of them <laughs> I grabbed this packet and I vomited into it <laughs> felt immediately better and just and Leanne had this like really shocked look on her face and I just turned to her and went fancy a crisp <laughs> <laughs> she was like I can't believe you just said that to me I was like um, can we pull over at the next service station? <laughs> what, you didn't just lose it out the window? Uh, no, no, not on the motorway. It could have hit a lorry that it could have killed a person. Exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, they, Is that all yeah. that guy died on the motorway today? <laughs> when he was shot, was he shot <laughs> by a bag of sick crisps? Bomb, <laughs> bomb. I haven't been there sick in a car since I was, <laughs> since I was a child. But um, yeah, when it's your own car, you don't get anything on the upholstery. I did pretty well. <laughs> I swear you've been sick in a minibus with us. I never puked on a away trip. Did you not? Oh, you liar. Uh, did I? You puked at the, I'm the last liar. two Miguel birthdays. I have, yeah. Well, you know, it was the day after. I don't think that counts. I think I puked, I puked pretty Still much every time effect. I go out. I puke pretty much every time I go out on the uh, drink at the moment. So I, I think I might actually need to go see a doctor. I think I've got something <laughs> wrong with me. <laughs> it's good. Psychiatrist way there, mate. Good job. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Uh oh. Am I an alcoholic, guys? No. <laughs> Well, that's Big Phil's big question for next week. (laughs) (laughs) Take a long, good, hard look at yourself. Right. So what was Mig's moment of 2016? Probably the Everest things, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, Mig cycling up the equivalent to Everest in Galicia was pretty special, to be fair. And to be like, Tommy, you did a few with him and I was at the top and did one. That was, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't doing that again. Did you do one? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I definitely got to the top. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was hard fucking work. Uh, yeah, perhaps you would have done one. Well, you would have thrown it into the fed, into the field <laughs> a few times on the way up. But that was, just the guy, just the concentration to do it for 12 hours was fucking yeah. amazing. A hell of an achievement. Longer, wasn't it? How many hours was it in the end? It was. He was... Thought it would be twelve, and it ended up because he didn't. He start. He started at like four or five in the morning. Yeah. And we were done at uh, sunsets, which at eight nine o'clock. You know, it's the summer, yeah. so he, 
Yeah, must so, have yeah. been worse. Yeah, maybe seven, eight. Yeah. So 14 hours. Yeah, you could see it draining out of him each time he was like <laughs> getting to the top, having his 20 minute rest, and then going, right, I've got to go again. Was, uh... Oh, you should have seen him on the final one, though. His fastest lap was his final lap. Yeah. Killed it. Absolutely busted it. That takes some mental strength out of um, Didn't Joel sent a thing saying that Jens Voigt, who's quite a good pro cyclist, did it in a slower time than Miguel? Although Joel did say it was snowing when Jens Voigt did it. But anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> His doesn't count. You have to do it within 24 hours to do uh, uh, Everest, and he did it in 25. Still made a bit yeah. of money out of it, so I think we'll let him off. Yeah, he raised money for charities, and that's the main thing. Forster! But before it, I thought, oh, I could train up and try and do that once uh, in my lifetime. And then I saw Mick do it. I thought, no fucking chance of we're going to try and do that. That's ridiculous. You fancy that. No, I don't think Tommy did either. Tommy could do it. Thanks, I I reckon Tommy could do it physically, but Tommy has the attention span of a small child. (laughs) Just get distracted. Yeah, <laughs> you like cycle after one mountain, get lost, cycle up another few mountains, turn the Strava off and on because you wanted to change the setting and then end up sleeping under a bush somewhere. Yeah, sounds accurate. Yeah, right. So we have five nominations we have the Chitty Cut Round Reading apples, he liked it, so he put a ring on it. Engagement. <laughs> We've got Mo Farah winning the 1500 and 800 metres. We've got Mig's wheelchair incident and Mig Everesting. So I'm going to vote for... Well, I don't know. No, I'm tied between the wedding and the engagement, but the wedding because we're all there. So I'm going to go vote for the Chitty Cop Ram Reading. Uh, Yeah, I win. I was in your face. Oh, wait, I was first nomination. I'll shut up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to change my nomination. <laughs> uh, Paul, how are you going to vote? <laughs> I was actually going to vote for the shitty cock round wedding, but given it's been so petty, I'm not so sure now. Uh, no, it's the wedding. Of course, it's the wedding. Ah, oh, thanks, Brad. Thomas? Uh, yeah, Apples and Bridge going to have the moment next year. We'll give it to Phil and yeah. Ian this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, Phil, who do you vote for? Um, I vote for um, Apples and Bridget, of course. Apples and Bridget. All right. So, moment of the year is the Chitty Cut Round Wedding. Batsman in. So, 2016 has seen many celebs die. Plot spoilers. Sorry, guys. But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> who has been the biggest most influential or most poignant death for our podcasts Phil do you want to take us away with this mate oh um, I'm a little bit underprepared um, I think that it was Muhammad Ali for me why is that uh, well actually I don't know I feel like Someone put it quite right. Someone who knew, I can't remember who it was now, I was listening to it on the radio, doing a summary of the year, and they're actually saying, you know, if you didn't have that, he had no quality of life. Like, it was a good time for him to go. He, um, but he, but it was great, like, looking back on all the things he did and what a legend he was. But, I mean, 
he wasn't in well he was he was still influential in our lifetime i suppose that's what makes him such a an inspirational figure i suppose but he's not like a sports person that we've we've watched per se you know we we, we didn't know the build up to the fights or i think he's had a lot of influence on sport that we watch nowadays doesn't he on sport no in sport in general i think he was the first quarter celebrity sportsman i suppose wasn't he yeah uh, I suppose so. Tommy, who is your yeah. death of 2016? Um, I, I feel like did potentially you and me, Jonesy, had this conversation. Um, there's been a lot of really tragic, um, you know, deaths going on. There, I to, for He's my, a bit yeah. for my. For my liking, there were quite a lot of people were potentially slightly past their best. Um, so for me, I think the the saddest ones were the people who still had one or two more, you know, big things to offer. So I would probably go Alan Rickman. I think Alan Rickman probably had. Um, was that yours, Jonesy? Yeah, that's definitely mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's still, I think he's potentially still had another couple of really good films in him. Yeah. Um, he was beginning to direct yeah, films he, and stuff. He had he? loads in him. He, yeah. he, I mean, he was far. Yeah, I think he still had some like really old evil. Like, I don't know. He had he had so much potential getting older, older. Yeah. Have like, you seen? Did you see his last film, the one uh, with Judy Dench, The Eye in the Sky? No, I want to watch that actually. Yeah, is it good? I haven't seen it, but apparently he plays quite a nice guy in it, which will be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was so wasted in his Harry Potter films and stuff like that. It was just, he was awesome but he, he was still he was good, so in good as Snape wow. he played the, read the books he played he played the character Did perfectly. He, Wait. yeah he hit the you know when it's so hard to hit a proper the right note you know when it yeah it never you know the, the person in the film never meets you the person in the book it was as, it was as close as you're ever gonna was get he? oh fair was, enough i mean for me he's always hans gruber and the sheriff of nottingham they were two of the best bad guys of all time <laughs> and he's even the bad guy in a richard curtis film <laughs> you know what i mean he's like in love actually he's like you can have so many people all being nice and he's the one bad person in the whole film but yeah because one of my, one of my favorite moments is still when he dies in harry potter and he cries, and then he goes through the tears, and the revelation comes out. I actually like how that's done. I mean, that's yeah. actually really amazing. Have you not seen it, Josie? I have, yeah. I don't remember it. Oh, good. He, oh, that's fine. He dies. <laughs> Shut up, <Phil>. Awkward. <laughs> I do think as well, like, that's going to open him up to a whole new generation as well. Like, yeah. Yes. Like... So true. Yeah. That's, so true. that's true. True story. Uh, Phil? He's done this. <laughs> Pit Muhammad Ali. Tommy has picked Alan Rickman. Apples. The death of Chelsea playing four at the back. <laughs> that is the happiest day of my life. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> you got engaged um, a week ago. <laughs> yeah, what's your point? Oh, okay. um, no, I'm kidding. No, uh, death wise, genuinely, I was, I was always, I'd always lean towards Bowie, but. Part of me also thinks Carrie Fisher, just because yeah. we haven't had the third Star Wars yet. So, like, what are they going to do? Like, are they going to do another horrible Paul Walker thing where they're going to fucking CGI onto her face onto some old bird? I don't know. Um, no, nah, it's got to be Bowie, isn't it? Like, he literally changed the face of music. 
I'm regretting uh, going last on this now, to be fair. Um, so there's two you've just taken off me, which is really annoying. Uh, just for quick filler, have you heard the Arsenal score? No. Oh, four oh. three to Arsenal now. Yeah, three all it finished. Really? From fucking three nil hell. down. Fucking hell. We should have watched this instead of recording this shite. Christ almighty. Yeah. You know what? That's the one thing I wanted to make sure we did this tonight because it's Chelsea Tottenham tomorrow and there's no way I would have been podcasting. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Nearly had you last time. Don't so Chelsea, what is yours then? Well, it was Alan Rickman and then it was Liar. David Bowie. Liar! Stop stealing our good suggestions. Classic, Jamesy. Classic, Jamesy. I'm trying to think fun. who's really affected me. Uh, Hogan. No, didn't really like Terry Wogan, truth be told. Uh, Whoa. Whoa. I know, it's like, yeah, but it was just a bit weird. Uh, oh. Why is that such Whoa. a big thing? If I don't really... Racist. Why? Because you hate Irish people. I don't hate yeah. Irish people. I think Irish people are great. Because you're Welsh. Uh, evidently not. Uh, my nomination will go, it have to be then Prince. Uh, I wasn't, he's, but almost because I wasn't a massive Prince fan. Really, I you know I had a few of the stuff, but when he died, you go through his back catalogue and then you just realise how ingrained all those songs are and you know into like your subconscious and literally how good a musician he was. He wasn't just a More singer or songwriter. Yeah, <laughs> he was like an amazing guitarist. You know, he was just an amazing musician, full stop, kind of thing. Uh, and I remember just going through some of the songs <laughs> in the eighties he's written just for other people, like you know even Sinead O'Connor or. Martika's Kitchen, you know, just little incidental yeah. stuff like that, and just seeing how how massive he actually was, an influential one on our lives, where we were maybe just a little bit too young to appreciate how pioneering he was. So, uh, yeah, so I'll go. So it's Prince. not it's not because you want to, you know, copy him and take your rib out saying so grand dick. Yeah, it's sad that George Michael died. Apparently, it's coming out that. He wanted to die, or it might be a. Is it going to come across as a suicide? We don't know, do we? But it sounds quite tragic. Have you seen? Do you, uh, I'm sure. Uh, Jones, I'm sure I've told you. So one of one of my. Um, so he's not really one of my old schoolmates. He's kind of friends of one of my old schoolmates, a guy called Jack. He's quite clever. Like he's highly intelligent, but he really believes in these conspiracy theories. And there's like he was sharing one where a couple of these artists, like Bowie and that. Are leaving to go somewhere. <laughs> no, like, Come on, Chuck. Come on, man. What? Like... Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, these people have actually um, either colonizing somewhere or hiding somewhere. And yeah, <laughs> that's why there's get, it seems like there's more because all of our most talented individuals are actually bugging off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, so they're <laughs> populating Earth 2 or something. People, people believe this. People yeah. believe this. Uh, anyway, who am I? I don't know completely, but come on. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Just thought I'd share that. And there goes the tumbleweed. I'll see you next week. Well, yeah, who's me going to pick? Um... Nick is voting for Fidel Castro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mig Fidel Castro. Right. So the nominations are Muhammad Ali, Alan Rickman, David Bowie, the artist formerly known as Prince or Prince, or Fidel Castro.
I'm going to vote early doors and I'm going to vote for Alan Rickman. Tommy. Um, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Phil. Um, Bowie. Bowie. Ooh. Ooh. Apples. It's got to be my man, Rick. Ooh, really? Right. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like Rickman, but Rickman over Bowie, Ali, and Prince. Really? I can't vote okay. for Bowie. It was my vote. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he, he's been voting I, think, I think we've got. We live in a democracy currently. Just about. No, we've got. We've brexited that shit out of that one, but yeah. yeah. So cancel Christmas. Say, Cut your heart out with a spoon. Alan Rickman is the death of the to my left insert topic. 2016 podcast review. That's my name. Oh, Most tragic death. Big <laughs> right. So that has been the 2000. I blame you for that. Blame who for what? Um, there. The, that that nomination. Yeah, because it was my nomination. Yeah, it's a perfectly reasonable thing to do to blame me for it. Yeah. Right, so that has been the To My Left Insert Topic 2016 Review of the Year. Uh, I've been Jonesy. Say goodnight, Apples. Goodnight, Apples. Say goodnight, Big Phil. Goodnight, Big Phil. Say goodnight, Thomas. Goodnight, Alexa.